Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We'd like to do a quick shout out to our Patreons, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Rue, Katie Duvetter, Janet Adams, Chelsea Ayers, Katie Nicholson, and Samantha Sanguinetti. Thank you so much for your support. And if you are interested in joining our Patreon, we do have multiple tiers available, which include personalized readings, Reiki healing, and monthly group readings as well. So head on over to patreon.com and become a supporter of Project Healing so that we can connect on a more personal level. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with Nike Aurea, intuitive and divine feminine coach. We are so excited to have her back on the show. Say hello, Nike. Hi, thank you for having me back. Thank you for being here. And Jenna's over here like geeking out because she's obsessed with Nike. I love Nike. I so Nike like before I knew Nike, I saw Nike on Interbloom and I watched her speak with Ambie and Alexa and I was like I have to be friends with this girl. Like this is we were meant to be. It it was just a feeling I got. And so now, you know, now we're cool and I I love it. So I'm excited to be hanging with you Nike. So, you know what? Let me geek out in the corner over here, okay? Stage 5 clinger. <laughs> I'm always excited to hang out with y'all and chat with y'all. Okay, so we had Nike on. I feel like Nike was our first guest. (gasps) You were. Nike was our first guest um, back when COVID felt like it was possible that it would be a super quick thing and and life would move on. (laughs) Here we still are. (laughs) But Nike was on here talking about... um, social injustices and and um inclusivity versus diversity and i was i mean so much of my perspective has shifted from our conversation that day and i know so many other people did too and i'm so happy to have you back on here to now talk about more of what really like fuels you and fills your cup and and something that so many people don't have a really solid understanding on so again Excuse me for blabbing. I guess that's why we have a podcast, right? But Nike works with the Divine Feminine. And explain what that is. I'll let you talk about what you do because now I'm fangirling. And it's so important and it's so misunderstood. Yeah. So I tend to work with Divine Feminine Energy, which most of us know as goddess energy and goddesses. So I'm an intuitive psychic and I choose to connect 
with goddesses and with my ancestors only. I don't really connect with um, loved ones or other entities that much. Um, <laughs> that's just a choice that I made and I just really like divine feminine energy and it's something that I felt that I was supposed to bring forward and talk about um, just because the feminine has been repressed for so long and we live in a very ultra masculine society. And so it's more about allowing the feminine to be witnessed and to connect to her because everyone has feminine traits alongside their masculine traits. So actually, we tend to be more comfortable with our masculinity than our femininity, regardless of our gender. And so it's just understanding that we all have these feminine traits and these masculine traits and how can we bring them together and integrate them so that we can use them in our everyday life and we can live our fullest and happiest lives so um, I do a lot of goddess work and divine feminine work with the goddesses, and I just connect with all goddesses, or they come with um, to me. So especially I get people who want to connect with a particular goddess that they feel is like their guide or a goddess that they may have served in past lifetimes, and we build that connection and that relationship with that goddess. So yeah, that's basically what that's all about. So just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, you guys i feel so bad that you can't see this conversation happening because nike has such a captivating light about her to witness in person to see like to see your face it's it's so refreshing send me sounding creepy okay can you. you explain to our audience what a feminine trait versus a masculine trait is i think when i came to see nike the very first reading that I ever had with her, I thought that I had a very masculine personality because I was louder and, um, quote, bossier, all of these things that Nike kind of taught me to look at with a different perspective or just put different words on instead or use different um, adjectives. So what, is, what does that mean? What does it mean you're feminine versus masculine? Yeah, so the feminine is more about receiving and the masculine is more about giving and the action. So actually, both have beautiful traits about them and where society kind of gets it confused is when we're talking about toxic feminine and toxic masculine. So when we're working on our femininity and our masculinity, we're trying to bring in the beautiful parts of them. So the feminine tends to be like the the quiet power while the masculine is the passionate power. Um, so the feminine, a lot of traits that I like to refer to um, for people to understand are like creativity, intuition, um, being nurturing, being able to receive, being able to have more time. Those are very steady things that are all about receiving and being comfortable with receiving. So we're comfortable with receiving creativity. We're comfortable with receiving our intuition connecting. We're comfortable with just receiving in general, whether it's from others, whether it's from ourselves, whether it's love, friendships, or time. Whereas the masculine has this more action to it. So it could be um, just going out of its way in order to protect, protect their family, protect themselves. It could be um, being in that action of um, 
passion. So taking something like creativity as the feminine and allowing that creativity to be received and taken in and then bringing that passion of the masculine to order to make that creativity into something that is sustainable and even a product, right? I like to talk about business a lot. Um, I have an intuitive business with jewelry where I create crystal jewelry. And a lot of that is a mesh of the feminine and masculine. So it actually works out really well when I am helping others try to find this balance because I already have this thing that's in my life every single day that I always have to integrate. So I have the feminine, the creative Creativity, the actually creating the pieces and allowing my intuition to kind of lead me with where I want to go with my pieces. And then I have the masculine telling me, okay, these are the prices you have to do. These are the things that you have to get done. This is how you have to do your website. And this is what you have to put out in order for people to see your product. So it's a really great integration of my femininity and my masculinity. And so that's really the goal with Divine Feminine coaching um it's not really just talking about the feminine and just leaving the feminine and (laughs) removing it from the masculine it's really integrating both but since we are more familiar and comfortable with our masculine it's allowing the feminine to kind of take the spotlight at that time and allowing the masculine to step back so there's not this tension where they feel like they're butting heads and one has to come over the other I have a, this kind of came to me while we were um, talking. Do you think, I mean, Nike, you're in your, your mid twenties. Yes. Yeah. And Jenna and I are just tipping over 30. I think that, Ah! shut up, Jenna. I'm giving you something. You receive it. Receive it. I'll take it. I'll threaten you with it. Receive it. Um, my point is, though, that at least um, I'm not going to ask you how old you were when 9-11 happened, Nike, because I just don't want to swallow that pill right now. So I was in the seventh grade. Um, and I, I feel like one of my earliest memories, I'm going to get there, I promise. One of my earliest memories is watching uh, the coverage of the Oklahoma bombing in 95, I think that was, or 96. And I remember watching that and seeing my, I can very clearly see my mom holding the remote control, standing there with her hand on her neck, which the higher in your body you touch, like the higher stress level you were in. I feel like my mom's hand was always on her neck, but she, she, her hand was on her neck and she's watching this news coverage. And I remember her watching that. And then I remember her watching Columbine, And then I remember watching the Twin Towers falling in school and then her having the news on and having like the Boston bombing and like all of these things one after another through our lives. Sandy Hook, like we can hit a huge trauma to almost every, maybe every other year in our lifetime. I mean, right? So I almost wonder, while you're talking about the masculine versus the feminine, maybe part of why we're so connected to our masculine and less connected to our feminine is because it feels safer, right? Because we're we're in this protection mode, because we've grown up in this this trauma. And now look at these these poor freaking kids whose senior year is like during COVID and like all of these childhood memories and experiences that they're having been robbed that they're being robbed of 
like this is furthering our need to feel protected. Does any of that make sense or am I just like over here? No, yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like with every new chapter in your life, you tend to tap into your masculine more than your feminine. For example, once you graduate high school and say you're going to college, you're transitioning from the state where you are probably in a home with a parent or parents who were taking care of you and you have to transition and you have to go to the state where you're taking more care of yourself, right? If you're going away to college, if you're having um, children, you have your first child, you tend to get into this more masculine protector role when you're having your children and you're getting to this new chapter. So yeah, definitely when we're starting new things and because we go through so many cycles in our life, we tend to be more comfortable with confronting our masculine and with our feminine it tends to be more steady so I always see it as like the feminine is the um car like the body of the car and the masculine is the wheels because the masculine is always going through this cycle but the feminine hopefully or our goal with the feminine is to that it's that steady stable um energy that we could always connect back to when we're going through these cycles, whether it's traumatic or whether it's something that's really great, it's still that grounding. So the feminine is all about stillness and we need that stillness to anchor ourselves, especially when we're going through times that don't feel so still. So it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so I was, as you guys were both talking I was thinking like, okay, well, masculine is related to our lower chakras. Feminine is related to our upper chakras, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm like, let me just make sure I have my facts straight here before I sound like an idiot. Okay, got it. Um, so our lower chakras relate to our physical needs, right? So as Catherine is saying, we've go, we go through these traumatic events in our life, right? And our body goes, oh my gosh, what do I need? I have to respond to this some way. So that's when our masculine kicks in. But our feminine our upper chakras, our creativity, our intuition, all that takes us there, right? We know we have to do this, but the feminine kicks in to get us there, to take those like action steps and to think outside of the box so that we don't just go in. I mean, some of us go into like flight mode, but you know, we've got to get to the next step. So what you were saying, Catherine, makes total sense. Like we tap into our masculine more, it feels because we're responding and our lower chakras are those physical needs. So when things go wrong, we have to tap into our physical needs. What do I need to do? Oh my gosh. And then, you know, we move from there. So that's all. That's all. That even connects back to like, you think about (laughs) psychology. I love how people try to say like, there's no room for like woo woo in real science, right? Like look at Maslow's hierarchy right? Like your, your basic needs have to be met first. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you look here and what you just connected that back to. I love that. I got really good sleep this weekend, you guys. So I feel like I am (laughs) on it today. (laughs) Well, Um, and Nike was even saying how she uses her, her coaching for business. And that's amazing because like she was saying how even within her own business, She's got to hit that the masculine things like what's my to do list, but then she uses her feminine to be like, okay, here's my action steps. This is what I'm creating, and to be able to help other people do that is a beautiful thing too. So thanks for putting that out into the universe. That's amazing, and you've helped both of us. I know that, so thank you. 
so much. Yeah, of course. It's something I love doing. I love, I think I can apply it to every facet of my life, honestly. Yeah. And so that's what it makes it so great. Like you're kind of investing in this tool that you'll use in any situation that you're in. Um, I want to circle back again to, I feel like we could make like 10 shows out of just little pieces of everything that you just said. So, uh, could we talk about what a toxic feminine and toxic masculine looks like when you're in one too much? Yeah, definitely. So I think there is a difference between being unbalanced and being toxic because sometimes our feminine is unbalanced where it could be um, the feminine could feel like we're in the stillness too much and we're not, um, we're not leaning into the stillness in order to ground ourselves, but instead it's kind of holding us back, right? So that's kind of like the imbalance of the feminine, which can turn into toxicity if we're relying on others to pull us out of our stillness and we are putting our emotions in others while rather than um, reaching within and um and letting ourselves pull ourselves out of that stillness using our masculine. So that's where it becomes toxic. Um, and the saying with the masculine, so the masculine tends to be go, 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 go. Um, sometimes the masculine doesn't want to ask anyone for help, even though they might feel like they're on overdrive and they might uh, feel like they are tired and they're losing a lot of energy. So that could be a kind of a balance, right? Like you're on go, 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 and you're depleted. And it can turn into this toxicity if you're on go, 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 go. And you're also resenting those around you who you're not asking for help, even when you do need that help. And you're getting mad at them for not knowing that you need help, even if you didn't ask. Right. That's what's like tapping into this toxicity because being on balance is just going to happen. Right. Like we're going to get right. into these unbalanced parts of our lives and we're always going to have to strive to get back into this balance. But um, it can turn into toxicity when we let it kind of go too far or we don't take care of it um, as soon as we can and it turns into toxicity when we're kind of putting it on others and we're affecting others with our energy i feel like you're talking about that overdrive and go 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 jenna and i are both over here smirking like we're not guilty of that at all (laughs) (laughs) that's that's honestly something that i've been working on so much is because i was like the poster child for that masculine overdrive like I that was me for years honestly um and something that like I really learned going through this pandemic is that it's definitely important to slow down I didn't even realize that until it slapped me in the face when I was forced to slow down and I was like oh my goodness I feel like a different person and so now I found that I had to like rewire myself okay what am I going to do so that I am not projecting because that's what I would do I would get so overwhelmed and I would project and I'd at my kids and at my husband and at my friends and so now I found it's like that's gonna sound really great on the podcast that's a psychological (laughs) term for freaking the hell out, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. This is what happens you when you're comfortable with your G- friends on the podcast. The Gene Simmons face <laughs> that goes with it. But now I've... Re- yeah. 
I started really paying attention to my energy, though, and being like, okay, no, I cannot give to this one, this one, this one, and this one this week. I need to rein it back in, and I need to take a moment to just sleep. I need to shut my phone off. I need to text my girl and say, hey, let me just, you know, let this out real quick. This is how I'm feeling and express myself, but not project it onto you so that you feel like garbage, too. So, Yep, I can relate to all that. (laughs) Yeah, and then like the key to that is, well, you're going to be in that, right? That's going to happen. Um, But again, it's like, how can we not let it go too far, right? How can we kind of ground ourselves so that we can work through it easier so it makes our lives easier? Because we definitely could get to that point, right? And it happens and we'll still probably live through it. But then your life is just hard. <laughs> like it gets harder and it gets uncomfortable and then you have to have conversations and like all these things. So how can we make it so it's easier and everyone feels good about it and better about the situation? And we're not in these... um bouts of tension where we might go through the cycle again yes oh (laughs) wow um if anyone is ever feeling like they're imbalanced with their feminine or masculine or just feeling imbalanced in general and they don't feel they don't know if they can say it's masculine or feminine um it's always just good to kind of ground back to your intuition so intuition is a feminine quality Um, It's our ability to receive information, not only from our guides, but from ourselves and like really listening and being in tune with ourselves. Um, So it is a feminine quality, but everyone has intuition because regardless of gender, we can connect with that part of ourselves. And when we're connected to our intuition and not like our inside voice that might be fearful, Because a lot of our inside voice, actually, the influence of our inside voice isn't from ourselves. It's from our parents, right? It was the voice that we heard growing up. Um, So that can be a little daunting, and sometimes it can be inaccurate. But when we listen to our intuitive voice, it's a different energy. It feels more calm, and it feels more in tune with our heart space rather than our mind space. So when we're connecting to that voice, our intuitive voice and our intuition, that's a way that we can physically ground and mentally and emotionally and spiritually ground. So I always like to imagine kind of like a seed going from my head because our head space is always going to be there. We're always going to be tapping into logic, tapping to brain and scanning it with our reptilian um, brain because that's what is going to alert us to our flight on flight. We're going to have that because we're human and we're meant to have that to protect ourselves. So that is a masculine trait. So taking that masculine trait, and I always like to imagine a seed right there and allowing that seed to grow and go down towards our sacral chakra or our womb space, if you have a womb space, and allowing that seed and that vine to go down and connect with that area and allow that area to have a voice. What's happening with the feminine and the masculine, a reason why sometimes it doesn't seem integrated, not only within ourselves, but in society, is because the feminine just doesn't feel heard or witnessed. So when we're actually imagining this connection and we're allowing the feminine to speak and to be witnessed, and we are connecting intentionally 
to let her speak, it um, is like a different voice that you can net to. It's kind of hard to explain because we all have different internal voices. But once you know, you know, you just recognize it effortlessly because it was there all along. So I like to do that visualization. Um, and it's really great for grounding too. And then you can let the vines go throughout your body and back into Mother Earth and connect with her. I love that. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I kind of got lost. In that. Um, so I know I saw that you guys couldn't see Catherine, but she was over there in her own meditation. She was like, Oh, this is what we're doing right now. I am all in. <laughs> Nike's so, voice. Um, I don't know if you like, yeah. if you caught it, Nike, but you, when you start to do that, you're just like, and then let the roots go down. And you went straight to like your meditation soothing. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little bit of channeling, to be honest. Yeah. So we talked about before we hopped on here, pulling in some goddesses today, touching, touching on some stuff. So what do you feel called to share with us? Yeah, we could definitely play around with goddesses. Um, so a goddess that has been popping up recently is Green Atara. I don't know if y'all are familiar. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's been popping up a lot and she's all about, well, there's several Taras, but Green Tara is about allowing people to help you, extending many arms and being able to receive and be able to receive effortlessly and without any um, guilt or tension, which we all could probably use lately. It's so funny. I was going to channel last week on my group, but for some reason, my Zoom all last week was not working um and so I was picking a goddess with um my friend Emily who helps me with my social media too and I kept shuffling sometimes when a god there's too many goddesses or not a direct goddess that wants to connect I just use my cards to pull one and I kept pulling her (laughs) And by the third time, I was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Um, Which was even me being resistant to receive the information and wisdom that she wanted to connect um, with me to tell me. So yeah, she's been very prominent. um, And I just see her right now. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of green hue. And it's also really connecting to the heart chakra, right? Because the heart chakra is green. Um, and connecting to our hearts and making sure our heart is able to receive, especially with um, self-love and self-nourishment, um, allowing that to connect with our soul body and allowing that um, to be able to come through, especially during this time. It's been like, we're probably all very tense. Um, especially I've been going to astrology lately and because I feel like it's very relative and we've all gone through these huge cycles in astrology and we've just like finished retrogrades and all these things so we're probably now trying to get back to the space of self-love um, and putting ourselves first and allowing this tension to kind of dissipate I. Uh- First of all, your green Tara speech. Okay, you're fired. This episode will never air because you just gave me a spiritual beatdown without even knowing. <laughs> Don't worry. This episode will never air. Catherine, 
Catherine's new favorite thing to do is fire everyone. So she's just she's been on a roll that lately. <laughs> so now apparently Nike's fired too. It's fine. I'm over here like, yes, extend the arms. I need to receive it. Catherine is like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I, I choose not to receive this. <laughs> Hey, I was like that too. I kept pulling her out and she was like, uh, I'm coming back. <laughs> I love when, when you said that. I was like, even freaking Nike is refusing it. So I'm good. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sorry. You're not fired. <laughs> you're hired you're, again. <laughs> you're back. <laughs> you're on. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> no, yeah, it can be really resistant. Like something that comes to mind that she's always, like the reason why is I've moved like three times in the past two months. Yeah. Um, Poor girl. And with my moving though, like I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to get a van. I'm going to drag my mattress in. It's going to be great. And in my head, I'm like, yes, I can do this on my own, too. Like, I don't even need anyone. I didn't even have, like, ask friends or anything like that, um, which I definitely could do it. But it would probably take me eight hours um, to move everything. And it would be very hard. And it's just not something that I have to subject myself to do. Um And the first time I kind of (laughs) learned my lesson, I was in a state of like, okay, I need to get out right now and I'm pulling this mattress by myself, but like, this isn't going to work out. And I, the first thing I did was I called an acquaintance to help me. And I was like, I'll even pay you. I'll pay you and your friends a hundred dollars a piece. And they were just like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. We'll just help you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah. And I have four people help me. And I was just like, but like, that's, that's normal. <laughs> like I, I actually could have made it easier on myself. And I had just asked the help like a week ago before. And right. yeah, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have gone through this whole like, stress that I put myself through even though at the end I did receive the help I still went through the stress I probably didn't even need to go through right. and so that's like the epitome of my 2020 when it comes to yes. asking for help. like yes I could do it yes it could get done it, it's only me but uh, what cost to my stress and my yes. well-being and my sanity I think a lot of people get are in that position at one point or another, right? Like we need to learn to ask for help. Asking for help doesn't make you any less of a person for for needing someone to extend that hand. That's something huge. I think all three of us struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I have to delegate like within my my jobs and I struggled with it so badly because I'm like, what's going to go wrong if I'm not doing it myself? You know, you have those thoughts and, but you, you got, you got to let go. You got to let go of that and you have to, um, accept the help and things go, as you said, Nike, they go so much smoother, so much easier when there are, you know, that collaboration occurs. And I think that people miss that. The collaboration is super important. Um, and honestly in all aspects of life. So, 
Yeah. Um, how willing people are to collaborate with you because some, so much yeah. at the time we say, Oh, it's a burden on the other person. Like, I don't want to be a burden to them. And they feel like that they're, they're saying yes, but really internally they don't want to do it. But a lot of times people do want to help you out or do want to um, support you. Like I think about myself and I'm like, I would have been there in a heartbeat. I would have been like, yeah, I'll help you out. And I would have thought it was a burden. So also right. getting out that mindset. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of collaboration, though, can we talk about the collaboration that you organized for your intersectionality retreat? Because that was like one of the most beautiful, powerful things that I've ever been a part of. So I would like you to just explain to us what you did, what your thought process was to bring you there, because it was a really amazing thing that you put together. Um, and tell us all about the intersectionality retreat, please. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um this like I think end of May, I had an idea of being of creating an inclusive retreat um because inclusivity is very important for me and my personal life and my um spiritual life everywhere. Um and inclusivity is actually a huge divine feminine trait. And because I was getting really in tune with divine femininity and I was supporting people in their divine femininity. Um, to me, that's also a key to all the madness that goes on in our world. If we did tap into this femininity and we got comfortable with it and these qualities, our worlds would probably be running more smoothly than it actually is. And so inclusivity is a huge one. I'm also um, in grad school for special education and in education, we talk about inclusivity Um and as a Black woman, I think it's really important as well um, to have inclusive spaces. And not only in terms of race, but also in terms of religions, in terms of um, different demographics, age, um, in terms of class. Because I think a lot of our issues is like the segregation that happens intentionally and unintentionally. So... Um, I've been working on creating more inclusivity and a download I got, especially in spirituality, is that inclusivity equals abundance. If we're able to collaborate with different people that are outside of our demographic, our one demographic or demographics that we're a part of, and we're still able to connect with other demographics and we see this intersectionality, then we can become more abundant. Whether it's in our business, right? Because we're able to connect with different people that are outside of our like vision. It's like all around. Or whether it's just in our self-work and we're tapping into our abundance of connecting with collaborations and relationships inclusivity equals abundance because you're just allowing all this energy to connect with you so um i got an idea of doing a virtual retreat especially during the time of quarantine and um inner bloom actually really helped me a lot they kind of mentored me through the process. Um, and we had seven beautiful sessions that were connected to each of our so chakras, um, also known as the Orishas. Well, not also known as the Orishas, but Orishas is um, the Yoruba West African version of the chakras. So it was also bringing um, this understanding that a lot of indigenous 
um, indigenous groups uh, with their spirituality are very connected. Um, And it's a lot of the same idea. And really my hope is with spirituality is to decolonize it. Um, Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions that happen also with spirituality and it it creates more of a divide when we don't understand that firstly, there's a lot of things that we can all connect to that all originated around the same time that we don't know. Um, And secondly, that... Um, no one person is right when it comes to their spirituality because we all just get different downloads and we get different interpretations and the beings that we connect with are different as well. So our our interpretations are going to be different regardless of who we are. It's because we're all on our own human experience. But if we can connect these different downloads instead of thinking that they're so separate, it could also help with moving the collective and um, bringing more of this peace to the collective. Something that I always think about is when people, I get a lot of intuitive or people who are in spirituality and they're like, I just want to save the world. And my masculine side is like, well, you probably can't. Not to be pessimistic, but um, you can't save the world if you're only interacting with one type of person and the type of person is um, a reflection of you. You have to connect with different people from different demographics, from different backgrounds, from different beliefs. If we're going to collectively save the world, we cannot put on one person's shoulder to save the world and they're only interacting with one demographic. So that was kind of my intent with this intersexuality retreat to kind of have this inclusive space where we're also inclusive of our chakras and we're kind of bridging this gap to another point of view of the chakras, which is the Arishas. And also each speaker was just, an expert not only in their chakra and what they were talking about but in their journey and so um that's kind of what I wanted to see with the retreat and I was super excited that it actually panned out (laughs) um (laughs) really really proud of it and there was just so much beautiful wisdom um that was in it and yeah (laughs) yes I can attest to that it was amazing to the point where like I want I went back and listened to it a second time because I was like there's so much knowledge here coming from everybody's different perspective but the one thing that remained true through everybody's speech is that in, at the end of the day we are one and we need to recognize that we all have something different to bring to the table and collaborate and work together. My personal favorite thing of the of the whole entire event, though, was the panel. When you guys did the panel and you came together and everyone shared, you asked questions of the audience and everyone shared their own take on everything. It was a really, really beautiful thing to hear and see unfold. So um, thank you for organizing that. And also thank you to everybody that was on that with you on um, a amazing panel of spiritual speakers it was it was really incredible so um i accessed it when you first did it but you are you have it dropped on your website now right 
Yeah. So the replay is available, which you get a copy that you could go back and watch as many times as you want. You'll have it for like the rest of your life. Um, so yeah, it's going to be available on my website, nikeoria.com, N-I-K-E-A-U-R-E-A.com. Yes. And when this airs, it will have just dropped the day before on your website. So super excited because I missed it. I I believe that was right after my husband left me with, oh my God, I shouldn't say it like that. When he <laughs> left for work. <laughs> yeah. She was going through it, guys. She was going through it. <laughs> God, the poor bastard. Um, when he left for work <laughs> and I was overwhelmed and I remember thinking like, shut, I need to be a part of this. And it just, it wasn't in the cards. Now I'm ready to receive it and I need to. So I'm super excited that you're releasing it for replay because Jenna couldn't stop talking about it. She's seriously it's- not exaggerating. She took so much from it. And if Jenna says I need to, I automatically have to. <laughs> oh, yay. I hope to do it in a year. So. Yeah. Good. Good. Awesome. Good. good. Okay. Yeah. I and that'll be beautiful. If anyone wants to talk to Nike about how to balance their energies, I so highly recommend booking an hour coaching. You offer an hour and then – what else? You have a couple different from last time I booked with you. I know you have different stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have my um, three month coaching program where we really connect with goddess energy and we kind of build your spiritual LinkedIn. That's what I like to call it, where we're uh, developing these really strong relationships with goddesses and your ancestors or whoever's on your spiritual team to connect to, to always have access to so you can balance yourself. And I do do the one hour divine feminine sessions as well um, and integration sessions. Look at book with Nike. Cause she's got some really unique perspective to add to your life that you're not going to get from any kind of regular psychic medium reading or anything like that. It's, it's so about integrating your energies in a way that helps you in your day-to-day life and helps you balance your relationships with yourself and with other people. And it's such a crucial and valuable tool to have. It's so worth it. So worth it. So get on it. And I can't wait to, to <laughs> download that intersectionality retreat. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Do you do you have anything else you want to share with us tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon? Oh, and for anyone who might be interested, I am releasing uh, crystal jewelry and crystal advent calendars for the holiday season. So yeah, I'm so excited. I didn't know if I was going to do it, but I officially got the go ahead today. So if you're interested, it's actually going to be a super good deal because you're getting the crystal jewelry and, um, really cute crystals um, for a really good deal just for the holiday season as a beautiful thank you gift to 2020 <laughs> of the what? cycles that we've learned. 
what okay you guys can't see us but Catherine and i are over here freaking out like yes yeah yes! you guys got the exclusive so- news because i literally just figured out how i was gonna do it today so oh my Yay! god also mikey you were so <laughs> low-key and balanced jenna and i are over here like elf when he sees santa <laughs> <laughs> Mikey we are like, yeah we are this is so ridiculous. happening and we're over here like dropping balloons from the ceiling <laughs> excited <laughs> um jenna and i have quite the collection between the two of us of nike's jewelry so when we post this episode we'll definitely be sure to post some pictures of what we have from you too because obsessed we're obsessed we're freaking you obsessed. have matching too you have what do we really yeah, have matching you have stuff. a matching because Catherine bought you as a gift. So they don't look exactly the same, but they're from the same collection. They're both yeah. channeled from Isis. So you have the same stone. <gasps> You'll bet. I love what it. What you think about that? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, okay, true. so we've been doing conversation cards. And um, I, I want to end on this note because... I was like, let me just pull one. And then I was like, this is a perfect question for Nike. So I'm interested to know. So the conversation card that I pulled is a reflection card. And the question is, what is your proudest achievement? Mm, proudest achievements. Um, I would say my proudest achievement actually is finding my muggle passion like my physical passion for this world um, because I am all about the spiritual business, but um, also a part of integration and balance for me personally is having like a physical real world job and balancing it with my spiritual business. Um, And I'm just a tourist too. So like we tend to just be work, we're workaholics. Um, But um, for the longest time, even when I was younger, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, And I even went to college and I studied economics and I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Um, And after I graduated college, I got into reading intervention and supporting kids. And I somehow become came a teacher and now I'm in graduate school for my master's um, in special education. And I really love it. Like I love doing it. So that is one of my greatest achievements because I always have this image when I was younger. I remember I was a dramatic kid. <laughs> no, I remember sobbing, sobbing in my bed and my mom <laughs> coming in and saying, what is wrong? And I was like, I don't have a talent. <laughs> she was like, get it together. You have resources. You have time. Like, come on. And now I always think about that moment. And I'm like, oh, well, I am a pretty good teacher. So I Aww. think that is um, one of my greatest achievements so far. And we'll see what's next. I love that. Awesome. We'll see what's um, next. Yeah. I bet you were the cutest little girl too. Um, I probably was, but I was a really naughty kid. <laughs> I love it. I know for a fact I was. <laughs> that 
I would not have guessed. Blame it on the Fae. Maybe the maybe the Fae were guiding you then. <laughs> it was like creativity was a little too out there. Like I'm too that I did things that were not that great. <laughs> My poor mother. But I also think she doesn't know the half of it. So that's also. <laughs> that is so funny. You know, we will literally every once in a while because every time I did something wrong, I got caught. So they literally know about everything I did. There's there's nothing I didn't get caught doing. So I just kind of stopped. I was like, this isn't, this isn't for me to be the naughty one. I'll leave it to my brother and my sister. But they don't understand that the things that they know about with those two barely skimmed the surface so when they start ragging on me remember when Catherine got caught x y and z i'm always like y'all have some balls right now because you did so much more <laughs> i'm 31 years old and i still get nervous at holiday dinners i'm like what are they going to tell my parents what are they going to tell my parents <laughs> Oh, see, that's like a favorite pastime of mine is being like, mom, guess what? Because I'm like Nike. I was the sneaky one. I did it, but I got away with this. So I'm like, mom, guess what? I did this one time when I was 15. She's like, oh, my God, Jenna, not again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still waiting to tell them some of the stuff. Like, it's too close. (laughs) It's too close. I love it. Whisper it when they pass. By the way. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh shit jesus thank you for being on with us nike thank you again and thank you for all the laughs well thank you for having me as well yes we cannot wait to show everyone all of your jewelry too because i i do jenna and i i know the pair you're talking about we love 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 your jewelry i think we'll probably be your first two advent calendar sales <laughs> yeah but you know we'll we'll buy it for each other so it doesn't look like we're spending the money on ourselves that's what we'll do <laughs> i have no problem blessing myself but i will happily send it to you instead if you need me to do that for you <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I'll write Ricky a letter. (laughs) All right, Nike, we won't keep you on here giggling all day. Thank you so much for coming back. All right, you guys, we will catch you next time on Project Healing. (laughs)